If each of us could see the difference and the impact that we make every single day through the work that we not have to do, but the work that we get to do, then we never work a day in our life. Welcome to Playmakers On Purpose. I'm your host, Paul Epstein, 15-year NFL and NBA business exec, widely known as the 49ers Y coach, now your coach. In this transformational podcast that takes purpose from an out-of-reach North Star to a practical and tactical exploration of how we can take action on purpose every day. This is your all-access pass to a tribe of leaders in business, sports, and life who are ready to share their playbook where purpose becomes the igniter of the impact and the performance that we're all after. As we ramp up toward today's episode, pull out your notepad so we can make plays and level up on purpose together. Playmakers, it's about that time to welcome Davin Salvagno into the conversation. Davin is the proud founder and CEO of Purpose Point after serving in leadership roles at Costco, Macy's, and CVS Health. He is also the co-founder of the Purpose Summit, being held at the University of Notre Dame's football stadium this May, as well as the author of Finding Purpose at Work, a celebrated thought leader and speaker known for connecting purpose, people, and performance. I hope that you are as fired up for the conversation with Davin as I am. And as a special tribute to all our playmakers for our kickoff episode in season two, stay tuned for a special gift at halftime of today's show, where you will be able to discover your why in just five minutes. Trust me, you won't want to miss it. With that, let's welcome Davin Salvagno into the Playmakers podcast. Davin, welcome to Playmakers. How are we doing? Hey, Paul. Great to see you. Excited to be here. Doing fantastic. Absolutely. Now, we are fired up to welcome you into the Playmaker community. And we're going to get into some more of these details, my friend. But a birdie flew by and told me that a major partnership announcement could be coming. And who knows? It could even be revealed during the course of our conversation. So as long as you're cool with that, then just wanted to let Playmakers know TikTok. I've heard that same exact rumor. So if it, if, if it happens <laughs> on this episode, I'm completely fine with that. All right. Very good then. So diving into Davin Salvagno, man, the myth, the legend. Let's go back to yesterday, yesteryear. Let's talk a little journey, but rather than just leave it wide open, I know that you literally are a teacher but equally as important, you not only are teaching students, teaching business, you're teaching life. And so with a teacher's lens, could you go through some of your earlier, more formative years, but specifically some of those bigger teaching moments that life has taught you along the way? Mm, wow. Well, I, I'm, we, we have what, three hours, four hours? How much time? Do you <laughs> as long as you need. <laughs> So, I mean, if we want to go back, you know, I, I, I grew up in Philly. I'm an East Coast guy. I, I went to school to be a teacher, as you mentioned, that I, I am a teacher. I have the privilege of um, spending some time at a high school that's 10 minutes from our office here teaching a business leadership and entrepreneurship class when I'm not traveling and speaking at conferences or doing other things. Um, but I went to school to be a teacher. And, and part of the reason for that, Paul, is because 
you know, I had a very uh, challenging childhood. Our uh, my parents got divorced at a young age. I went to go live with my grandparents, um, have a great relationship with my parents. I love them. My grandparents raised me in my younger years. And, and there was a lot of inconsistency in my earlier life. And the only consistency that I really had were my teachers in school. And in many ways, they were my heroes. There was a, there's a lot of stories that I could share from teachers who showed up in my life and and taught me things and and brought a level of consistency that helped shaped who I ended up becoming and who I am today. And the reason I had always wanted to become a teacher, and there's a big word that I know that we're both a big fan of. I know it's one of your favorite words, and that's impact. Teachers had such a profound impact on my life. And so I wanted to become a teacher because it certainly wasn't for the pay. It certainly wasn't for summers off or there any of those things. But because I wanted to have an impact, I my favorite memories from my younger years are from lessons that I learned from teachers who didn't have to, but they imprinted things on my heart. And I wanted to have that same impact on the lives of others. And as you mentioned, I get to do that not only in the school, but uh, in, in in many ways in, in, in boardrooms and in arenas and in different platforms to people of all ages. And it's been a true blessing. I love it so much. So because we're so obsessed with this thing called impact, A, how would you define it? And B, for everybody listening in that wants to create a greater impact in their life, what perspective would you have? So start with the definition, then let's get a little tactical on how others can drive more impact in their life. Oh, such a great question. I actually have a friend that I almost co-wrote a book literally on this question on what is impact. And we were like, how do you define it? And we came up, I, I feel like with, for me, what was the clearest definition of impact? And that is when your life in some way, shape or form enters the life of another in an indelible way. And so... Word indelible means that it cannot be expunged, cannot be erased. You cannot remove it. It is carved in stone. So whether so that good. is something that you said or something that you did, your life left an indelible mark on the life of another. And that to me is what impact is. Oh, that's so cool. So, all right, you are leading us there. But for all our playmakers listening in now, they say, Yes, Davin, Paul, I too am driven by impact. I love your definition. My quick definition is to be a difference maker. And I know that resonates with you greatly because that is baked into the title of your first book, not your last book, but needless to say, man, I know you are super, super into the world of impact. So for anybody listening in and tactically, they say, I want to make a greater difference. I want to impact the lives of others in an indelible way. Tactically, what can they do starting tomorrow? Yeah, well, so here's the thing. It starts today, right? So we're not probably today. tomorrow. It starts with where are you right now and what gifts, talents, abilities, resources, things, thoughts, insights do you have right now 
that can leave a mark on those around you. I mean, right now we're going to have an impact in this conversation on each other. We're going to have an impact on those listening to this in this moment right now. I think every single day we're so caught up in our agenda of things that we want to get done or have to get done. We allow schedules to drive us. We have our goals. We have things that we're trying to achieve that we walk by moments to make an impact and make a difference every single day. And that's the thing is, are you slowing down enough to stop and see, okay, who's around me? What conversations am I having? What, how is what what I'm going to say, how I'm going to show up, how I'm going to make someone feel, how is that going to make a difference in their day and possibly in their life? Because I paused to find the purpose in the moment. And the problem is, is that we are so focused on tomorrow. We're so focused on where we're going that we often don't see where we're at. And because we don't see where we're at, we miss those opportunities to make a difference and make an impact in that moment. It could be as simple as the barista who's serving you your Starbucks. It could be the person who made your Jimmy John sandwich. It could be the waiter who brought you your filet mignon. I don't want to keep this to to restaurants. It could be, we could go on and on and on. It, It could be the person that you're on a plane and and gave you your Delta cookie. I mean, I'm a big Delta cookie fan, so shout out to Delta, but whoever- Shout out to Delta, and we're still on food, brother. I'm super hungry right now, but continue. (laughs) (laughs) That's the answer. The answer is, yes, we need to focus on goals and aspirations and dreams, and and, and we need to, 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 to look towards tomorrow, but we can't be so focused on tomorrow that we miss out on today. Because if you're missing out on today, then you're missing out on the moments for you to make an impact and make a difference. I love where you're bringing us to because we in our space, we always hear about we live so much in a doing world. How often do we focus on who we are being? Yes. So it's this constant, constant battle of is it a doing game or a being game? And if it's a being game, which is really the spirit that I'm hearing from you. It results in what you do, but that's just this outcome. That's at the bottom of this filter. What goes into it is not only who have you been, and I know I want to bring you to the who in a second. Who have you been? Who are you from an identity perspective? And who do you want to become? And once you have clarity there, then we can pay it forward to say, now how can I help others become the best version of themselves. So am I getting that right? Are we really, should we be playing the being game versus the doing game? Well, we need to play both games, but the being game has to precede the doing game. In fact, Roman, there you go. There you go. Great leaders be before they do, right? Great leaders be before they do. And I know we talk a lot about the words purpose and why, and and everyone's got different philosophies around that. But what you just called out there, being and doing, for me, that's the differentiator between purpose and why, is purpose is being and why is doing. Purpose is your reason for being. It's your gifts, talents, abilities, resources, things that you have in here and in here that you can use in the moment moment to make an impact and make a difference around you. That's purpose. Being. Doing is why. Why is your reason for doing? Okay, I know what I have. I know what's in here. I know what's in here. I know what I have to offer. I know I can make a difference. I know I can show up. I know I can make an impact. But do you want to? 
Is there something that is driving you to do that? What gets you up out of the morning? What What is your why for wanting to actually put those things into action that leads to doing? So being exists in here and in here, and that's where purpose lives. And then when you apply action to that and motivation to that, and you move to doing, now your why shows up. Phenomenal. All right. So let's tap deeper inside of you because... Uh, I know that you have put some thought into this, just given in the space that you're in, the the spirit that you have. So if I was to ask you, for all playmakers that are just on the edge of their seat, Davin, what is your purpose? What is your why? Hit us. My and this is gonna listen. This is this is gonna sound very cliche, but I'm sorry, it is what it is. My purpose, my purpose, is to inspire others to tap in to their unforeseen potential and fulfill the purpose that they were created for. My why, which is often tied to your who, which I'll get back to, is because there were people in my formative years, as you mentioned, Paul, who saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, and they drew it out of me. And because they drew it out of me, because they inspired me to be more, to become more, That allowed me to have a greater impact and make a difference in the lives of others, which every time I read a thank you comment of some way of how something I said or wrote or did created a ripple effect in the life of someone else that reinstitutes that why. Every time that there's someone who says, here's how you made a difference. Here's how you made an impact. Thank you. That why gets reignited. That's my reason for doing is the actual impact, is the actual difference that happens in the lives of others through the things that I say, do or write or whatever that might be. But my reason for being is to actually inspire people who might not see in themselves what others see in them and to help unleash that so they can fulfill the purpose that they were created for for the time that they're here. Yeah, it's so good. And there's so many parallels It even takes me back to, so in the power of playing offense, a lot of our playmakers have already tapped into the five pillars. And interestingly, Davin, while the first pillar is all about purpose, it turns out that the fifth pillar is one that at the end of every speech, and I'm sure you've been in this same scenario where let's say you're speaking in front of 2000 people and there's 50 that wait to talk to you after and they wait in line. And for guys like us, We do it, yes, for all 2,000, but those 50, you know that it was the right message at the right time and something was ignited inside of them. And the majority in this example, the majority of the 50 say, Paul, that fifth pillar, which is called leave it better than you found it. That is what I am never going to forget that you said today. Every person And every place that you touch, leave it, leave them better than you found them because we wouldn't be who we are or where we are if somebody hadn't done that for us. Yes. And so all this is, it's just, it's a contribution game. It's a giving game. And so let's get back on, I love this riff on, okay, purpose and why I thought you beautifully broke that down. Now let's separate because I know you have a really interesting take on this. I've heard you in other podcasts and other shows talk about the difference between your why and your who, and you have a take on not only the importance of each, but maybe even the order of each 
And maybe there's even a fork in the road. So I'll let you break that down for us. Oh, you know, so it's, this is so, I, I, I wish I had a whiteboard and I can draw as we're talking because <laughs> there's a visual, right? So for those of you listening, I, I want you to envision basically four words and I want you to envision two words at the top. If you were to put your two hands above you and, and, and you have the words purpose and why, and then underneath the word purpose, you have the word what, and underneath the word why, you have the word who. And that's critical for you to understand because purpose, as I mentioned before, is what. It's what's inside you. It's in here, in here. Gifts, talents, resources, abilities, gifts. What? Who? This is where the impact and the difference happens. Who is left better off, as Paul just said, because you used your what? Right? And often it'll be the who that is your why. So for instance, as Paul just said, for, for, for those of us who have the opportunity, the blessing to be able to speak to hundreds or thousands of people, you know, one of the hardest times of COVID when we moved to a virtual world was that line of 50 people at the end of the day, they weren't there. We would, we would do these virtual talks. And then at the end, you'd wonder, I wonder who that made a difference to. I wonder how that made an impact. And so for, for me, that 50 people, those are the who that then fuel my why to want to do it again and again and again and again. And so without the who, there often isn't a why. There's a lot of people, I mean, behind me are pictures of my wife, Amy, and our kids, Vera and Bennett. And there's a lot of people will, who will say, well, you know, my, my, my why is my wife and kids. And in many ways they are, but, but maybe not for reasons that you think, right? And she wouldn't mind me saying this on this podcast, but my wife for most of her life has struggled with kind of a self-image, self-worth issue of what are the gifts, talents, and abilities that she has and how are, how is she using those to make a difference? And I, and I feel that, you know, one of my greatest responsibilities is, is to help inspire her to figure that out. She's a very gifted photographer. She's a very gifted writer. She's an amazing mother. And I have to remind her that she's using her what every day in different ways to make a difference. You know, for my kids, them being my why is seeing that regardless of where you came from or how small or, or, or what your set of circumstances are, that you don't have to allow circumstances to define you choices define you and I want them to see that in how we live our lives out and so what if you're listening to this there is a who that's in your life and that who first of all and foremost is someone maybe in your formative years that helped you become who you are now and that has inspired your why your reason for getting up every day and doing what you're doing and then you have the who's on the other end of the spectrum which are those that keep you going. They're the reason you keep doing what you're doing. So your who drives your why. All right, Playmakers, it is now time to find your why. In collaboration with my partners at the Why Institute, you have access to the most high impact assessment to find your why that will help you know who you are, know how you think, and know why you do what you do. I believe in this assessment so much that I invested in one for every playmaker out there. Consider it a gift from me to you on purpose. To take your assessment now, head over to whyinstitute.com slash playmakers. 
It only takes five minutes. And the best part, it is absolutely free. If you've already taken it, share it with somebody you know that needs to ignite more purpose in their life. It all starts by finding our why at whyinstitute.com slash playmakers. Let's get back to the show. And in your case, so, so, so good. In your case, the who, when we refer to a fork in the road, there's almost a past who, there's probably three, right? There's a past, a present, and a future in the sense of who has been the greatest impact, uh, who has made you who you are today, who has contributed to that. Um, presently, who is in your life? And if the, that person or that those people or that tribe is not, maybe you don't have that community around you right now that you desire, then there can also be an inspiration that leads you toward cultivating a future who. But, but I love your central thesis around it's about people, it's about relationships. And so that's where I want to take us next. And I've heard you now we actually I'll, I'll stay on the family lane for a second here because and thank you for being so open about your family and just I know you have a super loving home. And I also know, again, hey, you teach uh, high school level. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so we're dealing with youth here. So in the Playmaker community, all walks of life, all demographics, I mean, we're coming from every scope and spectrum. Um, some are parents, some are future parents, but we think about this thing called purpose and guys like you and I, we try to simplify it as much as possible. We try to make it as accessible as possible so it doesn't feel like some distant North Star, some thing that is in the future that maybe one day I can become or tap into. We really try to get it down to the ABCs as best we can. So for those listening in, whether it's um, they have children of their own, maybe they are in a teaching or educating role, or they just want to pay it forward, but they really want to simplify purpose. Like, how do you break something down at its most raw form? Um, like when you're talking to students and for playmakers, just to try to make this feel like we can grasp it and we can actually step into it, in your words, today. So you have to, here's the cool thing about our humanity is that as messy as humanity can be, as divisive as it can be, as frustrating even t as times that we're living in today could be, there are consistent elements of humanity that we can connect with at the most fundamental, simplistic forms of just being a human being. So you mentioned the high school uh, students that I have the pr privilege to teach. So today, so let's, we, we, Back a couple months ago, I had quoted Rocky. Rocky's one of my favorite movies. I'm from Philly, so it's natural that I'm a <laughs> Which one's your favorite, by the way? Wait, Rocky what? Well, so my favorite is Rocky Three, followed by okay. Rocky Balboa, which technically would be six before Creed, <laughs> right? And then I got you. probably one. So I'd have to go three, six, one, kind of in that order. But... But I, but I, you know, I grew up on the very streets that 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 are in that movie. So in many ways, it's it's very nostalgic to me, and and I'm 100% Italian, and so there's a lot of things there. But I had quoted Rocky when talking about basic forms of purpose and and different, you know, fundamental quotes, and they they didn't know who Rocky was. I mean, here I am, 26 high school students, and they had no idea who Rocky was. So today we watched. 
Rocky Balboa, which was is number six, right? And and I'm and I'm watching this with them, and we're talking about this. And you want to talk about purpose and why and motivation and who and 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 playing offense. And if you watch Rocky Balboa, you'll notice that because I love Paul how you mentioned past, present, and future wise. I, I I not thought about or who's past, present, and future who's. And I not thought about that until you just said that, but. You know, he's in the rink and he's fighting and, and, and every Rocky movie, right? He's always down and then he comes back. And, and as he's down, there's these images going through his head. And the first image that goes through his head is Adrian, right? His wife who, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the series, she dies before you get to six. And so he's struggling with her death and he's envisioning moments of, of her encouraging him. So that's that would be his who passed. I feel like this is like the, 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 the Christmas story or, or the Christmas carol. <laughs> the present, right? That would be like his who passed was Adrian. And then he's picturing, you know, Mickey, who's who would also pass. So kind of also another who passed and, and Mickey's encouraging him. But then he's got Paulie, who's right there with him. And now he's envisioning what Paulie's saying to him. It's like, you know, his who present. Right. And then at the end, his son, who had kind of like was against him in the beginning of the movie and is now literally in his corner, is telling him, go, don't give up, pop, finish this thing. Right. And he says to himself, what did you tell the kid? You told the kid that it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. And so now kind of his who of the future is this example. He wants to set for his son by getting up one more time and digging deep and finding that why and getting back in the ring and fulfilling his purpose in the moment. And here's the thing is I don't care what your background is. I don't care whether you're from Philly, whether you're Italian, what what your situation is. When we watch a movie like Rocky, there are basic elements of humanity that we can connect with. That whether it's our spouse or whether it's a teacher like Mickey or whether, you know, it's brother-in-law Paulie or his son or whoever it is, we're reminded of who we're fighting for. We're reminded of what we get up every single day to do. And so here's the thing is so many people are focused on legacy. They're so focused on on, 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 on their name and how they're going to be remembered and what level of success they achieved. What I love about the ending of this movie is Rocky loses by a split decision, you know, and, and Mason Dixon is, is, is still the undisputed heavyweight champion at the time. And, and, and everyone in the arena is shouting Rocky. It's not about Mason. Mason's so focused on his legacy and holding up the champion belt. But the whole movie wasn't about winning a championship. The whole movie was about overcoming your biggest fears, your biggest battles, getting up one more time than you've been knocked down, remembering who you're doing it for. That is the essence of living in purpose, in living in your why. It's not about success. It's not about legacy. It's not about your name and lights. It's about impact. It's about making a difference. It's about remembering who your who is what your why is, getting up one more time than you've been knocked down and mattering in the moment. Well, for one, I just ran through a brick wall and I'm speaking on behalf of myself and every playmaker out there. So, and if you don't know what Rocky is, come on, come on, come on. All right. Uh, But you know what? What you said, I not only just ran through a brick wall, I almost teared up toward the end of 
what you were just saying, because it brings me to a very personal place. And a lot of playmakers know this, but, um, so look on paper, my why is to inspire purpose in others so they can play offense in life. But as you know, there's a why under the why, and we keep drilling. And if you keep drilling with me, it's to make my dad proud. And your dad's your who? Exactly right. And I've let myself down many times in life, but I could never let him down. And I've lost him at 19 and, you know, he's my spirit. He's my angel. He's everything to me. And to think about him, that's why I get up off the mat. That's why you bet on yourself to create this massive impact for bettering the lives of others, because in his case, he chose a classroom teacher like you. My case, I might have chosen a boardroom, but the impact is all the same. So I want everybody to think about this. Davin's brought us to a place where you're now thinking about your why. And it's not about a North Star. It's a why that you can activate today. You then connect it to your who. Whether we want to talk past, present or future, you have a who. Whether they're still with you in person or in my case, whether they're with you in memory, who are you going to continue to get up off the mat for? And that is the key. And so now I want to take a left turn, but I want to stay in the same spirit here, Davin. We're going to talk purpose point, but this is not even really a business conversation. We're still, it's still an impact conversation. It's still a why and a who conversation. So Share with us through your life journey. We now know a lot about who Davin is and why he serves. What led you to the point where you have a corporate background? You could share some of those details, but what leads to the point where you're cutting the ribbon off of this uh, place that we'll call Purpose Point for now? So just help us um, unpack that because I think it will be very insightful and playmakers will have a different lens about why business exists by the end of this story. Mm. So as you mentioned, Paul, I, I did have a corporate background. So I, the, the beginning of the story is actually that I, I went to school to be a teacher, but I didn't become one straight out of, of school. I, I actually didn't even end up finishing with a teaching degree because I got caught up in corporate America. You know, Marcus Buckingham, who's a, another favorite author of mine, and he, he would um, say that, you know, my gifts, my natural strengths would be to be a stimulator and a teacher to challenge people on how they're thinking and what's motivating them and energizing them, but then also to impart knowledge, facts, wisdom, and education on others. And I didn't realize this, but I was already doing that straight out of school. And it just, whatever I was passionate about, I tried to get other people to see why I was passionate about it and why they should be passionate about it too. And, and I didn't even know what I was doing in the moment. And so, you know, I was working at Costco wholesale and they kind of recognized that I kind of had this, this thing going on and they made me a marketing manager. I had zero marketing background, none, didn't go to school for marketing, but I was so passionate about Costco is the best place in the, you know, they had the greatest culture and I had spent time with their CEO and uh, Jim Senegal and he kind of, I, I didn't realize companies like this could exist and I was telling everybody about it. And so... I kind of ended up getting my start as a marketing manager for Costco Wholesale and traveling and, and, and opening up stores and, and, and telling people what Costco was. I got to spend some time with Jim Senegal, which to this day is one of the greatest CEOs I've had the pleasure of working for and working with. 
And, you know, and then it kind of snowballed. What had happened is I had gotten, I had saw what good looks like, which is a phrase I use all the time. And um, I, I also the name of your podcast, also the name of our podcast. And I had seen what good looks like working at Costco. And I had contrasted that to so many other organizations that were struggling. And I'm like, why does nobody ever leave Costco? They have like a 98% retention rate. In fact, if I go to the one that's by my house, the same cashiers that were there in 2000, 2001 are still there now, 21 years later. It's amazing to me. And so I was intrigued by what is it, what's the secret sauce here, right? Why are so, why do so many other companies not get this? And so then I was playing hockey with the vice president of Macy's and we were having some locker room talk and he was like, I need you to take some of that Costco engagement, culture, magic, and bring it here to Macy's. And Macy's was growing by acquisition and they're a 150 year old company and, and they were blowing up, uh, but but they were really struggling in terms of integrating the cultures because they they had lost their, their, their purpose. They had lost their reason for being. Jim Senegal always knew why he started Costco. He always knew what Costco was supposed to be and what the purpose was. And he imprinted that on the hearts and minds of everyone who worked there. Macy's had lost that. And so they thought, hey, you just come bring in some of some of that culture magic over here and help us out. And they didn't realize that it, it was it was founded in the essence of revisiting the purpose point, if you will, of why Macy's had beginning. You know, what, what, what was the founding story? Why was that important? How if I were to walk around the store, could people tell me? who R.J. Macy was and why he started the company. And, you know, to this day, if you watch Miracle on 34th Street, people are kind of like, I, I can't believe they would do something like that. And so and so there's a lot of people that are like, what's Miracle on 34th Street? I implore you to watch it because you will get back to kind of the heart of this. After Rocky, um, yes. <laughs> next year, watch it next Christmas. So worked for Macy's for a period of time. And then CVS Pharmacies, a recruiter called me, which now CVS Health, and they had asked me to come join them for the same exact reason. They were growing by acquisition. When I joined them, they had 5,000 stores. When they had left, they had 10,000 stores. And I got into operations and HR and started working on kind of the culture sauce. And then in 2016, well, actually, back up. In 2010, I had the opportunity to meet the founders of CVS, which stands for Consumer Value Stores. Every time I say that, no one knows that that's what CVS. I did not know that. Consumer Value Stores. And the essence was, is these two guys started a mom and pop small pharmacy convenience store in New England and said, we're never going to be the big guy, right? Like they were competing with the five and dimes, the Woolworths of the world, and, and they wanted to focus on making it difference, making an impact, having an experience, not just being transactional and selling a product and running a business. And so I watched these two at a conference give their purpose point story, if you will. And it just, again, it made an indelible mark on my heart. And I remember two years later, giving a talk to a bunch of executives at CVS saying, do you remember, and this was the first time I ever used the word, do you remember the purpose point story of CVS, of why it began, of what its purpose was. And if we look at that, if we were to go out and talk to employees and pharmacists, would they be able to tell us the story? Or are they just so caught up in the to-dos 
that they've lost the purpose. They've lost the why. They don't know the impact they're there to make. They don't know the difference. They don't recognize or remember that it's about the conversation that happens. One of my uh, favorite stories in business is that of Howard Schultz. Howard Schultz, who found this and, and was the CEO of Starbucks for a while, would often say that we are not a coffee company that serves people. We're a people company that serves coffee. The focus was on the people. Coffee just enabled the experience for people to have meaningful conversations and experiences that changed and shaped their day. The whole experiment of Starbucks was, as you said earlier, when they walked in, were they better when they walked out? Did they leave them better? They were selling comfort in a cup. It was about changing and altering the mood elevator of people's lives from when they went into a Starbucks and when they left, coffee was just the vehicle for them to do that. And so my entire corporate career, Paul, was all focused on kind of this space of, you know, what's the founding purpose of the company beyond just making a profit? How is it making a difference? How is it making an impact? How is it altering the course of people's moods or lives? Or in some way, Patrick Lencioni would say, the purpose of every company is to improve the quality of human life in some way. How is it doing that? And that is where the term purpose point came from and what led us to start what today now is the organization known as purpose point. Yeah. Well, for one, it's a beautiful mission. It's a beautiful, no pun intended. It's a beautiful purpose to start purpose point. But I think, and I I know you'll appreciate where I'm coming from here. If every organization in business in the world would have and identify and live and breathe their purpose point, like the pharmacist on the front lines would know the purpose point of CVS as an example. Well, then in a beautiful way, we wouldn't have any work to do. Like literally, I would love to work myself out of a job in the space of purpose-oriented organizational consulting because it means that mission, vision, values are not just words on a wall. It means it's a way of life. In the words of a good friend and fellow speaker, John Gordon, it's not about a mission statement. It's about having people that are on a mission. That is what this is about. So for you, for Purpose Point, in just a quick minute or two, just walk us through the evolution of, so every company starts with a Purpose Point, and then there seems to be a drift of sorts. So walk us through that, and then on the back end, who knows? We may even have a, a bit of an announcement. Yes. Well, and so this is, you know, for those who've listened to other podcasts, this is something that people have heard me say over and over again. And it was it was quite frankly the talk that I gave in 2012 to these executives at CBS, and that's every company starts with a purpose. They, there's a, they, they say, hey, we are going to go into business and we're going to do this thing. We're going to create this product. We're going to provide this service. And maybe it's never been done before. And that product or service or thing is going to be transformative and is going to improve the quality of human life in some way, as Patrick Lencioni would say. Or maybe it already does exist, but they say, you know what, we're going to do this better, faster, cheaper, whatever. In some way, it's still going to improve the quality of human life. And so they get excited about it, this, 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 whatever this new technology is or product or company or service, and they invite people to come be a part of it. They say, come be a part of this, come work with us. 
And then they start putting processes in place to support people to achieve that purpose. And then they start measuring performance. And then they start turning a profit. And every company, it doesn't matter how, how noble, how big, how small, every company, as they get bigger and older, they start to naturally focus more on process, performance, and profit. Not that those are bad things, they're necessary, but they start to focus more on process, performance, and profit than they do on people and purpose. And what happens is they forget that they invited people to be a part of their story. They forgot that they invited people to be a part of their purpose. And ultimately, they forgot the very purpose for which they started. And the people who work there can't even articulate it. And so what happens is you have people who then lose their why for coming to work every day, which then ultimately impacts performance and all of those other things. So the reason these things are so important to talk about purpose and why and motivating factors, you know, if you as a company are not articulating to people what they're a part of and how they can contribute to that and how they make a difference, then you're missing out on the biggest opportunity for them to connect with their why on a daily basis. And that is why these things are so fundamental to healthy growth. And to your point, Paul, you know, it's it's been said that if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. I would argue that that's a false statement. I know that's very contradictory to say. I would say if each of us could see the difference and the impact that we make every single day through the work that we not have to do, but the work that we get to do. If we could see the difference and the impact that we make every day through the work that we get to do, then we never work a day in our life. And my charge to companies is, are you helping your people see the impact and the difference in the work that they get to do every single day? Mm, Gosh. It's hard to follow that up, brother, but I'm going to do my best. And I'm going to invite all playmakers into this conversation to say to hear what Davin just said and understand that were we talking about business on the surface? Yes. But when you peel that back, it is about people. It is about purpose. Going back even before that, it is about humanity. And when we can charge business to be a force to not only do well, but to do good. That is what winning looks like. Also, and I have a clicker here. I think Davin in that last response said impact about 27 times, folks. And that was intentional from the standpoint of when you become obsessed with something like impact in a positive way and just wanting to make a difference and helping others become the best version of themselves because somebody did that for you along your journey and all we are doing is being service-oriented and contribution-oriented. Impact is what gets Davin out of bed. It's also something that gets me out of bed. I want you, each and every playmaker, to think about is there a word that inspires you. The Latin definition of inspire is to breathe life into. Is there a word that breathes life into you? Whether it is impact or whether it is something else, think about that word, focus on the word, experiment with activating that word each and every day of your life, and that is how you can live on purpose. 
speaking of purpose, we opened up by saying there may be an announcement. So this is the moment in time where I'll share with you. And we're Q1 day TBD. By the time you're listening to this, just know that the man that you just listened to, Davin Salvagno, who is founder and CEO of Purpose Point, uh, it felt like just a kindred spirit connection for me over the past year plus and our conversations organically. Nothing was forced. It was very just natural, one step at a time. It's got an unpredictable ending that I'm about to share. But needless to say, as myself being the founder of Purpose Labs, when I started to learn about Purpose Point and their mission and Davin as a person, as a human, as an impact change and difference maker, I fell in love, fell in love to the point where now we are joining forces and there will be formal announcements throughout Q1 of 22, but Purpose Point is family. It is home. I am proud to serve as chief impact officer. And it is because I found my tribe of impact and there is infinite impact to create in the world. And there is nobody that I'd rather be doing it with than Purpose Point. I am so (laughs) excited that you, brother, Paul Epstein, our new chief impact officer, of Purpose Point and 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 Purpose Labs coming into the Purpose Point family, uh, and then getting able to having the opportunity to get to make a greater impact together, and leading towards the Purpose Summit in May. Um, you know, there is just there's a, a verse of mine that's a favorite, and it's this: it's that the the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And there are many many people out there right now, many organizations out there that are struggling. In fact, McKinsey and Company just shared an amazing article. I posted it on LinkedIn today, right? Um, about how 37% of people left their job just last month with no new job lined up because they're looking for greater purpose, greater impact, greater meaning. And there is a ripe harvest of people out there whose lives we can impact and change together. And I am excited to be on this journey with you, Paul, and that Purpose Labs and Purpose Point are joining forces to help businesses be this force for good in the world that we're talking about. Ah, love it so freaking much. Davin, from the bottom of my heart, the heart of every single playmaker listening in, know that you today have made a massive impact and left us all better than you found us. So Playmakers, this will not be the last time that you hear from this gentleman, Davin Salvagno, but Davin, honestly, brother, from the heart, from the soul, thank you so much for being on Playmakers. Paul, thank you for being who you are, for doing what you're doing, for the immeasurable impact and difference that you're making in the lives of so many others. Thank you all for listening. I am excited about the journey ahead and know that you, you listening to this right now can make a difference where you are with what you have, with who is in front of you. Go do it. Loved what you just heard? Subscribe to Playmakers on purpose on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you tune in from. And for all of today's show notes, head over to playmakerspod.com where you can not only enjoy resources from this show, but all previous episodes as well. And last call, if you haven't already, you can now take your personal why assessment in under five minutes for free 
at whyinstitute.com slash playmakers. Playmakers is produced by Detroit Podcast Studios in collaboration with Purpose Point. See you next time as we continue to make plays on purpose together. <laughs>